everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. This is episode 19. Don't know where the time went, but I'm so happy. I'm here in the studio today alone. It's always weird being in the studio alone, but I love it. I love being here, and I have so many fun guests coming up on future episodes, so I'm excited for you guys to hear. In today's episode, we are talking all about five seconds that will absolutely change your life. This is the five second rule. It is a rule and strategy that Mel Robbins made up. I just am reading her book right now. It's incredible. So basically we're gonna talk about this rule. What is this rule? Why is this rule important to use? And why will this rule absolutely change your life and allow you to achieve every goal that you set out to achieve, change any behavior, bad habits, anything like that? And how can you use it every single day? So we're gonna get right into that. Stay tuned. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome to the episode. I'm so excited to talk about this because every time I read a new book or listen to another episode of someone else's podcast or just learn anything that I immediately apply to my own life and it works, I just want to share it with you instantly. I actually hesitated about talking about this now because I just discovered this and I just started implementing this, but I decided, you know what, screw it, I'm doing it because it's already making so many positive changes in my life. I've already found myself doing things that I wouldn't normally do and stepping outside my comfort zone. So I wanted to share it with you guys immediately so that you can start implementing it into your own life. So this is what we're talking about today. The five second rule is what it's called. It is five seconds that'll change your life. But how do you change your life in only five seconds? Yeah, I know. I bet you're wondering. We're going to talk about it right here, right now. So in today's episode, we'll talk about what is this rule? Why is it important to use it? Like, how do you actually use it in your everyday life? And what can you use it for? What can this change for you? And how will this positively impact your life? So I want to give a little intro to how I discovered this. Um, I actually was reading this book called The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. That's where a lot of this information today is coming from. So I'll definitely leave the link to the book in the show notes because I recommend picking it up. It's awesome. But it's funny, I was actually packing for my trip to Croatia that I just got back from, and I wanted to bring a book. But the book that I was currently reading, which is called Four Hour Work Week, is like a super thick, fat book. It's like way too big to carry in my backpack. I was trying to pack very lightly, pack minimally. So I just grabbed the first book off my shelf that I had. And I have a lot of books about business, entrepreneurship things like that that I just obviously haven't gotten to reading yet. So I kind of just grabbed this book, not even thinking. And when I was cruising in Croatia, it was literally heavenly being on that top deck cruising on the Adriatic Sea. But, you know, there were only so many things to do. So I ended up reading a lot of the time and I took out this book because that's what I had. And you guys, it was like I instantly was just hooked. I could not put down the book. And that's when I get excited is when I find a piece of content that's teaching me something that's allowing me to improve my life without even really thinking or trying like I just started reading and all of a sudden I was like oh my god this is life-changing so yeah the book is called the five second rule I'm only about a hundred pages in so I haven't even finished the book but I've already learned more than I could even imagine so I'm gonna share it with you guys so to start I'm going to tell you guys how this rule I've been using it without even knowing 
And I'll tell you what the rule is in a second, but I got to give you some background. This rule can be applied when you want to make a change in your life, but you don't know how. So I don't know about you guys, but I know what I need to do every single day to feel accomplished, to feel productive, to feel successful. These are the things I basically need to do. I need to get up at a decent time. I need to stick to my to-do list, my schedule. I need to eat healthy rather than being tempted to always Postmates or have food delivered or eat out because that's a big problem for me, honestly. I want to go to the gym and I need to like finish the biggest tasks on my to-do list instead of procrastinating because I love procrastinating. So then here's the thing I always run into. Why don't I do it? If I know what I need to do to feel accomplished and successful and productive, why don't I always do it? Why? Why? (laughs) And the biggest thing that I always had an issue with was getting up earlier in the morning. I've actually gotten a lot better at it now, and I'll tell you how. But that was one of my biggest issues for the longest time. And it was like this weird struggle in my brain where no matter how much I wanted to make that change, no matter how much I wanted to wake up earlier, I was like, I need to. I'll get so much more done. I'll feel so much better. I wanted to make this change but I just wouldn't get out of bed no matter what, no matter how much I wanted to make the change. I watched so many motivational videos. I tried so many tactics. I looked things up and literally nothing worked. I'm not kidding. Like I asked myself, I sat there and I was like, Adrian, if human beings have the willpower to do literally anything, why the heck can't you do something so easy? Just get out of bed, put your feet on the floor and stand up. Why? And it was honestly this question that I've thought about over and over and over every day is why do we not always feel like we have the willpower to do something so simple, to do anything? If we want something, like we want to be healthy, we want to lose weight, we want to do X, Y, Z, but we don't. What is this weird negative feedback loop, this weird polarity? So, You know, I started really thinking about that and really analyzing why is this? Why do we not always have the willpower, even though we do, apparently, but why do we not always do it when we know what we need to do? So then I realized something, and that thing is that the smallest things are often the hardest. The smallest things are the hardest to actually do, the hardest changes to make. So this rule is going to help you make those changes that you want to make when you don't know how. So if you have any change in your life that you want to make, but you don't know how, listen to this episode, I promise. (laughs) So the smallest things are often the hardest, I said, right? Send that email, go to the gym, stick to your to-do list, or talk to a stranger, talk to someone you find attractive. Those things feel small, right? And it was always, it's always hard. Not always, but it's often hard to do the smallest things. So for me, it was waking up earlier in the morning. And so... This is kind of the moment it hit me that I I really, really, really needed to make a change. As I realized, I thought to myself, if I can't make such a small change, such as getting up in the morning on time, such a small change, if I can't have the discipline to do that, if I can't make that happen, how the heck am I supposed to have the discipline to achieve my bigger goals, to start businesses, to have employees, to do any of that? How am I supposed to accomplish those things and have the discipline to stick to those things when things get hard or when things don't always go my way if I can't do something so simple as tell myself I have to wake up earlier because I don't like waking up early so if I don't like to do it I don't do it is kind of what my mentality was 
But that's not the mentality I wanted to have. So I realized this. I realized, Adrian, if you want to accomplish big things in your life, you got to learn how to make small changes because the small things are what are going to lead up to the bigger things, right? So I also realized the smallest things are the most important things, not just the hardest, but they're the most important. It's not always that huge, huge achievement, huge step. It's the small step that's going to lead to those bigger steps. So in Mel's book, she says, what I discovered is powerful. Pushing yourself to take simple actions creates a chain reaction in your confidence and your productivity. So I thought this was just so true and so interesting. And there's an important concept in psychology by that was found by Julia Rotter in 1954 called the locus of control. Basically what it means is that the more you believe you are in control of your life, your actions, and your future, the happier and more successful you will be. So let's think about that for a second. If you can control your actions and take action, so not just control, but actually take action when you don't want to take action. So if you can take action and control your actions despite how you feel about taking them, that's the one thing that will guarantee that it'll make you feel more in control of your life. So I feel like this is very aligned with a lot of things I already talk about on this show in the sense of, you know, you when you believe you can do something, you can do it. Your only job is to believe it. Thoughts become things. All you need to do is believe that you can do something and you will be able to do them. So this is very similar. If you believe you're in control of your life and your actions and your future, you will be more happy and more successful. And if you think about it, this is an everyday example. When I wake up in the morning and I have my to-do list all laid out and I am starting to cross things off the list, something as simple as eat breakfast, brush your teeth, shower. Those are such easy things to do, right? But I'm telling you, something goes off in my brain. Some alarm goes off in my brain when I physically cross off those things that just keeps this momentum going. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm already being productive. Let's keep it up. And it's almost silly. I'm like, all I did was shower and brush my teeth. (laughs) But it's like crossing that off, it just sets the precedent for the day and it keeps me more motivated and it keeps me going. It keeps the momentum going. So I just think this is so interesting. Our brain works in such amazing ways. So the last thing I want to mention before actually getting into what is this rule? What is this strategy that is so magical? Is I just want to talk about motivation for a second because people are always asking, How do you stay so motivated? How do I increase my motivation to do something? Like, why are you so motivated? And I want to tell you right now, motivation is a myth, (laughs) okay? When you actually need to make a change and when you actually want to make a change, I promise you it's probably the last thing on earth you feel like doing in that moment. When it actually comes time to do something uncomfortable or to take that leap, you don't want to do it. Motivation is the last thing you're going to feel. You're not going to feel eager to wake up earlier. That's the whole reason you're not doing it to begin with. You're not going to feel that. So that's kind of the harsh truth about motivation is that you don't need, or I guess the bright side of it is that you don't need to feel motivated to change in order to actually change. So if you're saying, man, I really want to wake up earlier. I want to so bad. And then when the morning comes around and your alarm goes off, you're, you're like, oh man, the last thing I want to do is get out of bed that's okay. You can still change even though that's how you feel. So don't feel like you have to pull this motivation out of somewhere or that, you know, everyone who's successful is just so eager and so motivated all the time because that's not always true. It's definitely not always true. So you may want to make a change, but it seems challenging, right? 
it seems daunting and out of your control. Kind of like the morning example. When I'm in bed hitting that snooze button, I'm like, heck no world. I do not want to get up and go be a functioning member of society. No, it's the last thing I want to do. It might seem challenging, right? But like I said, regardless of how you feel about doing it, that's why this rule is so cool. You can feel any way about it and it'll still work. And in order to change, instead of finding motivation, you just have to push yourself. Like I said, again, regardless of how you feel, you just have to do it. So what's cool about this rule is it forces you to push. It forces you to act, to do. And one little push at a time. Sometimes it's something very small. Sometimes you might do something a little bigger. But either way, one little push at a time, it sparks a chain reaction of feeling more in control of your life. And ultimately, you will be able to change more things and bigger things. Okay, now is the fun part. We're actually going to talk about what is this rule. And you're going to think, man, this is the simplest thing ever because it is. And we're going to we're going to talk about it and why it's so life changing, even though it is so dang simple. And this just seems to be a pattern in life. I swear. Sometimes like you think you have these really tough questions. or How do I do this? Like, I, I don't know how to be successful. I don't know. And really, the answers are usually very simple. And I love that, actually. Every time I find out something that helps me that's so simple, I'm just I laugh. I'm like, of course, of course, that's it. So what is the five second rule? Well, Mel Robbins describes it as a simple research-backed metacognition tool that creates immediate and lasting behavior change. Simple metacognition tool. So metacognition, by the way, is just a fancy word for basically a technique that allows you to beat your brain. So to beat your brain in order to accomplish your goals. So it's a tool that's like quieting all your thoughts in your head, all the hesitations, all the excuses, and pushing past it. So The five-second rule is a metacognition tool that creates immediate and lasting behavior change. So how do you use this rule? Like, what literally is it? Because that's that's what it is, but what what do you do? (laughs) How do you implement this? So this is literally as simple as it is. Every time you feel an instinct to act on a goal or commitment, or the moment you feel yourself hesitating on something that you know you should do, Start counting backwards from five until one and then just do it. Physically move. So literally every time you're thinking your alarm goes off, you don't want to wake up. Five, four, three, two, one. Feet on the floor. No excuses. And again, it sounds it sounds silly. It really does. But it works. It's insane. And not only does it work, but you'll realize how many times in your life you're probably already doing this which I know that when I started reading this, I had thought of an example from literally that day of me doing it. And the example was, I actually talked about this in last week's episode, but the example was me cliff jumping in Croatia and how I hate cliff jumping and how I hesitate for like 30 minutes every time I get up on a high height because I look down and I'm like, nope, my fight or flight reaction is like, heck no, Adrian, not safe. Don't do that. You're scared. No. And it was so funny because I was up there and everyone was kind of waiting for me. And I had just gotten up there, but I was thinking, oh, this is easy. I'm going to do this. And then this guy who was in my group who was kind of pressuring me to jump off, he started running up the rock and he's like, I'm going to push you. And literally just the pressure of knowing he was about to push me in just like shot me off the edge. So it was as if I counted down from five, except I didn't. But I saw him coming and I just said, Adrian, don't think, just jump. And it worked. Like, I jumped in. And did I die? No. Was I scared? No. 
it actually was awesome and it felt great and I would do it 10 times again. But what's funny is I went to go jump off our boat, which was a similar height, um, a few more times like the next day and the next day. And no matter how many times I did it, every time I was still scared. <laughs> like I would get to the top and my brain would kick in, my fight or flight reaction would kick in and be like, no. And I had to literally do this five second rule. I counted down five, four, three, two, one, and just did, just went, just jumped, did not think about it. It was crazy. So according to Mel and also what I've experienced thus far is that the reason the counting helps you is because it's not only helping you focus on that goal or commitment, but it's actually distracting your brain from letting those hesitations or those excuses even enter your mind. Because you guys, the reason it's five seconds is because that's all it takes for your brain to begin coming up with reasons why you shouldn't do whatever you're about to do. So let's say you want to go talk to someone attractive at a bar. I don't know. <laughs> like your brain immediately, if you're not someone who's typically outgoing and, you know, has no problem walking up to strangers, the second the thought crosses your mind of like, I kind of want to talk to that person. If you wait more than five seconds, your brain is already giving you reasons you shouldn't. Oh, but what if it's awkward? Oh, what if they reject me? Oh, I won't know what to say. Oh, I look weird. Uh. And that's that's natural. That's what our brains will do. That's why you have to give it only five seconds and just go. So the second the thought comes into your mind, hmm, I kind of want to talk to that person. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And you just walk over there and do it. And so, yeah, like I said, the five seconds, it's not, it's, it's allowing you to just act physically without even thinking about the hesitations, the excuses. Your brain will literally not let those enter your mind in just five seconds. And you're distracted because you're counting. So I've realized like, you know, it's different for everyone. Some people, I, I did some research and it's in the book. Some people actually prefer doing three seconds because they say five is too long. Like they're already thinking of excuses if they use five seconds. So some people do three. It's actually funny. I realized that I used to use this rule. My friend Maddie McHugh, who I used to make videos with and one of my good friends, she actually told me about this years ago. She was like, oh, what I do when I don't want to do something is I just count backwards from 10 and then I just do it. And I was like, huh, that's so interesting. I wonder if that works. And I found personally that it never worked for me. But now I realize that I think 10 seconds was just way too long. So I now realize that this is actually this is actually a thing. This is actually a rule. Mel Robbins came up with this. And I'm sure many people without even knowing about Mel Robbins probably do this as well, um, which is the five second rule. So we're going to take a quick break right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk about what you can use this for. So when does this work the best? So we will be right back. Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Kroger can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Kroger has got you covered. So order for free pickup at Kroger.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. And we're back. Hello, guys. All right, so we're talking about the five-second rule. This gets me excited. I don't know about you, but just even talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I want to do it like 10 more times today. I hope that you feel that same way because honestly, I love it and I can't wait to use it even more. So... Again, to reiterate, all you do, the second you feel the urge to take an action, usually that has to do with something you want to do, like, oh, I should go to the gym. Okay, great. Five, four, three, two, one, put on your sneakers. Like, the second you think of something that you should do, or the second you start hesitating about something that you know you should do, you count backwards from five, and then you take action. 
immediately, okay? So basically, counting and moving are actions, as we know, right? So you're counting, you're physically counting, and then you're physically moving. And by teaching yourself to take action when you would normally stop yourself by thinking is when you can create the remarkable change. So let me say that again. By teaching yourself to take action when normally you would stop yourself by thinking, so we're replacing thoughts with action, that's when you will create change. So you're not even letting your brain think about it. You're not thinking about the excuses. You're not thinking about the hesitations. You're physically acting. And then that physical action is training your brain to go with the physical action and to not even think about it, which I think is really cool and weird. Very weird. So I also want to mention, by the way, you guys, does this rule work counting forwards one to five? No. Why not? Well, because if you're counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, there's nowhere to go after one. You're not going to say zero, negative one, negative two. I mean, I guess you could, but I don't think you're going to. If you count up from one, you can always go six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know what? I'll make it 15. I'll make it 20. And that's when you're starting to hesitate. The fact that you're even going to go past five means that you hesitated. When you're counting backwards from five, four, three, two, one. There's nowhere to go from there besides feet on the floor, start moving. So I thought that was very interesting because I did think about that. I was like, well, can you count up? And the answer is you, I mean, you can, but it doesn't work. It won't work the same way. And I think, I think how Mel originally kind of came up with this is that she was in a really bad, dark place in her life. And she also had the problem where she didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. She didn't want to face her responsibilities. She didn't want to face her financial debt, her bad marriage. And you know, she would just stay in bed and snooze, 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 snooze. And then one night she saw on TV, like some program where a rocket was launching into space and the rocket launch, it was like five, four, three, two, one, blast off. You know, that was really a good impression. I know, (laughs) but that's what was on TV. And for some reason it just clicked in her head. Okay. Tomorrow morning, I'm just going to blast off out of bed. I'm going to count down and say blast off and put my feet on the floor. And she said it literally worked. Like there was something about that visual of the rocket launching that she was like, I'm going to be a rocket and I'm going to blast out of bed. And she said it sounded so cheesy and that she was laughing at herself. And she even woke up in the morning to her alarm and like laughed that she even was going to try it. And then immediately without hesitation, because remember, you can't even think the second the thought comes in your head. So the thought came into her head of remembering that she promised herself she would do this. She just did it. Five, four, three, two, one, out of bed. And she said it worked. And she was like, what? That's so simple. How? So she kept doing it. And then she kept doing it with other things in her life. And obviously the progress was incredible. So yes, you can't really do the one through five. I don't recommend. (laughs) So let's talk about what can we use the five second rule for? And this is something that I'm still kind of discovering in my own life is what am I going to use it for? The waking up thing is so helpful. I literally did that this morning. It was great. It worked. I got out of bed. (laughs) So these are kind of the areas in which you can use this for. So number one, creating self-discipline. So again, you know, a lot of times we really want to make a change, but we're the only ones stopping ourselves. We just don't have the discipline to do it. If we prefer staying in bed, we're not going to get out of bed because we're like, no, I have the choice to stay in or get up. So I'm going to stay in bed. So to create self-discipline to train yourself to do things to push past what you do or don't want to do is one of the main things that you can use it for 
You can also use it to change behavior. I think this is probably the biggest use, changing behavior. So whether that means creating a new habit or getting rid of bad habits, to change a behavior, you know, you obviously need repetition and you just need that discipline we talked about. And so this is a strategy that will help you to make these changes, to actually change the behavior. Because at first you're going to be counting down and forcing yourself to do things. And pretty soon those habits are going to become such habits that you don't even think about any of the negative stuff. You don't even want to stay in bed. You're like, no, I'm used to this and this works for me. So that's another like major thing that you can use this for. And then you can also use it to act with courage. So I think that she really emphasizes in her book that courage is, you know, something that we can teach ourselves. We can have more courage and that this is a strategy that will allow us to be more courageous. So an example of this would be kind of the example of maybe like going up to a stranger or, you know, asking someone out. That's maybe something that doesn't feel comfortable for you, but that you want to do, that you know will better you if you put yourself out there. And so using the rule to act courageously or to volunteer to speak at a panel or to raise your hand and, you know, talk or whatever it is that makes you feel uncomfortable, this rule can help you step out of that, outside that comfort zone and take those risks. And you'll also find that doing things that are uncomfortable are so good for us. It's so good for our growth. We and we usually nine times out of 10 discover that it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't bad at all. I talked about in my last episode kind of our our fear complex and how human beings always, you know, at our core instincts are fearing dying. We fear death. It's like a primal instinct. We fear death. So every time we get scared to do something or nervous, like public speaking or this or that, jumping off a cliff, it's really this instinct inside of us that says, I might die. I might die doing this. So our brains are like, don't do it. It's dangerous. That's where our fight or flight mechanism comes in. So what's interesting is if you just push past that and you just do it, you'll obviously realize, okay, I didn't die. Oops, <laughs> sorry. You'll obviously realize, okay, I didn't die. That wasn't bad. I wasn't even close to dying. Really has nothing to do with dying. It was silly that I was so scared. And you may even want to do it again. It's uncomfortable, but it is so good for you. So acting with courage, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. That's another awesome usage for the five second rule. And you can also use the rule to control your mind. So this one is extremely fascinating to me because I talk all the time about stopping negative thoughts, about, you know, how thoughts become things. And it's up to you, you know, the, the, the way that you're going to perceive the world, the way that you're going to think, the way that you're going to view things that happen to you. If you're going to assign a negative meaning or a positive meaning, you are in control of your thoughts and those thoughts become things. They manifest into your reality. So I talk about that a lot. And what I think is so cool about this rule is that you can actually use it to control those thoughts. So something that I'm going to start doing is when I find myself having a negative thought or, you know, having doubt or worry enter my mind, I'm going to count backwards from five and just change my thought process. Like, let's say I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm never going to get this job. I don't know. This is random. But if I'm like, I'm not going to get this job. They're not going to like me, blah, blah. If I find myself having those thoughts, I'm going to go five, four, three, two, one. Hmm, it's a sunny day today <laughs> or whatever it is. Think about anything else because we can control our thoughts. And what you'll find is that the more that you choose to make these changes, the more that you choose to, you know, flip your thoughts from negative to positive, you're training your brain, you're rewiring your brain to think that way all the time, to think that way without even trying. Because 
honestly, manifestation, the law of attraction, positive thinking, gratitude, all those things, they're actually a lifestyle. You'll get to a certain point where you're not actively thinking about doing it. You're just doing it. You're just finding yourself shutting off negative thoughts and turning them into positive ones without actively thinking, Adrian, I need to stop this negative thought and make it positive. You're going to just start viewing the world more positively. You'll be that glass half full type of person. So you can use this rule to control those thoughts. Be able to think about things that bring you joy instead of focusing on the negative. So those are the ways that you can use the five second rule. That is the five second rule. And honestly, that's, I'm just excited to hear how you guys find it working in your lives. I'm going to continue using it. I realized also when I thought about it, there were so many ways I was using it without even realizing it. For example, the cliff jumping. Um, And it may not have been so specifically like me counting down from five, but there are things where you just sometimes push yourself, right? So this is just a more conscious effort, a more conscious way to push yourself and to Force yourself to just take action even when you don't want to. So to recap, we talked about the five seconds that can change your life because it only takes five seconds to stop those thoughts, to stop those hesitations, those excuses. The five-second rule, it's incredible. We talked about what the rule is and why it's important to use it. You can completely change your life. You can change your mindset. You can change your behavior. You can make those changes that you want to make that you don't know how to make because I feel like that is such a common struggle is I want to change, but I don't know how. So here's a tool. Here's a strategy that I encourage you to try. I encourage you to let this help you make those changes. Okay. And we talked about different ways in which you can actually use it every day. So that concludes that. And we are going to wrap this episode up by answering one of your guys' questions. So remember, you can always call in and leave me a little voicemail with any question, anything you want answered about the show, about careers, happiness, mental health, success, anything. So you can always call in. The number is in the show notes. And we are just going to play the voicemail right now. Hey, this is Emily. I'm listening to you in Tennessee. I just wanted your tips on growing an audience. I have a blog that I've been trying to grow an audience on. So I'd love any tips or advice. Thanks. Hello, Emily. Thank you so much for sending a voicemail. That was so sweet. So you have a blog and you want to grow an audience. I totally get it. That's I started there as well. I don't have a blog, but I do have a YouTube channel and I obviously have this podcast. So I would love to just say that my number one tip for growing an audience on any platform with any type of content creation is number one, love what you're doing. Be passionate about the content you're putting out there because if you're not passionate, other people won't be either. If you're not liking what you're creating, other people might not either. So do it because you want to do it and do it because you love it and people will naturally come. A more like specific tactic that I would say is cross-promoting on other social platforms. So if you have a blog, make sure you tell your friends and family about it. Make sure you post it on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, whatever other social media you have, post it there and just start really letting people know that it's out there, right? Um, And there are other ways to do that as well that get more complicated like using ads and this and that but honestly I am the biggest fan of just organic growth and organic marketing so just promote to everyone you know and also just I would say like get feedback get as much feedback as you can if you know ask people what do you guys want to see on on the on the blog or like did you like this or did you like this better the more feedback you can get especially at the beginning will definitely help you to 
um, just grow a bigger audience and to attract the right type of audience members. Because also the more you can define what you're doing and refine your brand, the more you will attract people that want that specific thing. So I hope that helped. Thank you again for calling in. Remember, you guys, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It is available. And call in your questions when you want. This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I will see you guys in my next episode. Thank you so much for listening. It is always a pleasure. I love you all. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, my dark darlings. Hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos. We're a small crew here at Something Scary, so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule. So that's why I wanna tell you about our sponsor, Monday.com. Monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere. I really enjoy the visual ease of using Monday.com. It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.